Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Owen O'Sullivan and today's guest on the show is Owen Halley from Pale Rivers. They're a Cork-based band who have just released their debut EP called Pale Rivers. It's four tracks long and I think it's for fans of like band, bands such as The National. Maybe I think if you like The National you'll enjoy Pale Rivers. Um, they've been around for a while. They released their debut single August 6th. Not on August 6th. That came out about like September or October 2016 and they've kind of grown from there. That that track and a few of the following tracks I think were produced by Gavin Glass and then they've just kind of continued on that feel culminating in this really really good uh, debut EP. Owen Halley has been in other bands such as Maslow, a three-piece from Tipperary a few years ago which kind of morphed and became Super Blondes and which subsequently morphed into pale rivers so they've kind of been around there a five piece alex jared dave dylan and owen and i'm really interested to see what they do next so it was nice kind of talking to a band kind of like not quite at the beginning of things but kind of not quite starting out but you know with with plans for something to happen i'm looking forward to seeing what pale rivers do next so uh yeah we chatted myself and owen two owens it's always a great uh great combination we chatted about Influence. He had just been to see David Byrne in the Three Arena the day before we chatted. So you can look at your calendar, you can look at Ticketmaster, and you can find exactly when we actually did talk if you're uh, if you're really dedicated, if you really need to know the ins and outs. It was in the morning, if, if you want to know that. And yeah, we chatted about the influence of, say, someone like David Byrne or Talking Heads. Do they actually have any influence? Talking about LCD sound system chatting about how Pale Rivers kind of came together out of uh, these acts and various other bits and pieces. So enjoy the about half hour chat coming up with uh, Pale Rivers and definitely check out that debut EP on Spotify or wherever. They haven't released it physically, but uh, hopefully we'll get something physical from them in the near future. So yeah, this is uh, Owen Halley of Pale Rivers on the Point of Everything podcast. So you're at David Byrne last night in uh, the Three Arena. How how'd you get on? Uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. I'd seen his performance of one of his songs from the new album on the Colbert Show, and that kind of sold me on it with the layout of the band and how he presented the show was pretty mind blowingly cool. Um, was it sold out? I don't think so. No, but there was some super expensive tickets for it. I went online. To get like floor seats, it was like maybe two hundred euro. Floor seats? Mm. I thought it would be an all standing show. No, it was all seated. Really? Yeah. How long did that last? I presume everyone was just out of their seat like in five minutes. Yeah, this must be the place. Was like everybody got up. How does the Talking Head stuff sound? Does he play much? Much of that stuff? Yeah, he played. This must be the place. Road to Nowhere, Burning Down the House. I think they were the three main talking head talking heads ones uh they were really cool though but the, i mean the the band has got like it's like 12 people playing it's so it, like this big elaborate performance it's just super interesting and he's just a great performer yeah i um i i did one of those things where i just read the headline and kind of forgot to read the article but it was just i think it was a feature in the guardian with him and he was just saying like my agent says that i'm having a leonard cohen renaissance you know, and that kind of does seem like uh, what's happening with David Byrne at the moment, you know, kind of like 
St. Vincent collaborated with him a couple of years ago and then everybody started loving him again. I guess so. <laughs> I like really everybody know. always loved the talking heads, but it yeah, does seem yeah, like yeah. he is enjoying like uh He also kind of disappeared, I guess. Like he wasn't really super active before the St. Vincent thing. He wrote that book. Maybe. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which uh, I read some of. That's that book is cool. Yeah, it's it's one of those books where I was like, I'm this is going to come down in price a little bit. I'm just going to hold off on that. And then it's been like 10 years later and I'm like, man, when am I ever going to get to read this book? It's a textbook. It was like Never. how to make music or something, wasn't it? How music works, how I music think. How music works. Uh, you, you read it? I read parts of it, yeah. Um, there's parts like it's based on, it goes through like why certain compositions like back in the days of like Mozart and Beethoven were constructed a certain way because of the rooms that they were played in. And then how... Like the certain rooms, like CBGBs and stuff that the Talking Heads started playing in didn't really allow for reverb to work for them. So they had to not use reverb because if they did, they would sound shit in that room, which is interesting. Um, And then it just goes into like all performance aspects and stuff like things that he would research for performances, which is cool. Did you feel like you got something out of it like as a musician? I think I would have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would have never considered the shape of a room affecting how to construct like a live set or things like that, you know, which does make a lot of sense, especially like smaller rooms and things like that. Are there many like you're living in Cork. Do you go up to gigs in Dublin often? I found myself kind of like not going up as often as I used to. I think I'm just like so much effort. Yeah, it is effort. And it really screws your week up. <laughs> yeah, you have to go like you have to get up early enough the day of the gig, and then like if you're sure. coming down late at night, then you're yeah, it's a bit of a pain. It's always kind of like a famine or a feast, I think, with those things. Like last year, last year I went to see like LCD and Saint Vincent, and one other gig that I can't remember remember because the two of those were so good. But like it was like in the space of a month, I had seen those three gigs. And then I was like, okay, that's it now. Like, no more. <laughs> I understand it, yeah, I guess. I don't I don't mind it if it's if it's worth it. Like LCD sound system in the Olympia Theatre. That's gotta happen. Yeah. I yeah, I just uh I've i I've seen them a few times since they like reformed. Twice, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, over in Primavera. So I just kind of felt like I I'd already seen them and I wasn't all in on the new album either so i never really considered going to that gig either but yeah i can imagine it was a good one american dream are you yay or nay on their on their last album? i loved it yeah i would be a big fan though and i never got to see them i kind of only got really into them after they split up the oh, okay. whatever first time through my friend uh mr k who you would probably know yes, i remember mr k a few times playing the their Madison Square Garden show in my friend's house, quite their near last here. ever show. Yeah, I walked in and he was with my other friend Simon and the two of them were uh, like drinking cans and crying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Okay, he was like, it's the LCD's Madison Square Garden, their last, their last gig. And I was like, what song is it? He's like, it's New York, I love you. He's like, it's the last song. I was like, that's amazing. He's like, oh, we, we got to start the gig again. Or start the recording again. So, yeah. He just listened to it twice in a row, which is like six hours. <laughs> so you've been all in on them since? 
pretty much yeah i kind of discovered them off the back of that then and not that i didn't know them i knew them but i just never really made the effort and then just hearing that i was like i've made a huge mistake <laughs> like I, I i was just thinking about it when you said you were going up to david byrne i was just like do i hear like talking heads or david byrne's influence in pale rivers music and like my first instinct would be to say no like what what do you think do you think that they're like flickers here and there of uh of stuff that they've done i'm interested in like how influence works like if, if you're like a massive fan of this band do you try and like get bits and pieces of them into your own sound i would have never considered the talking heads or david byrne really as part of um an influence of sound although i try not to really think about things like that i think rather more so try and just go about the stuff we do our own way i guess but then again also i think everybody every everything kind of anything you like can and probably does influence what you do be it even in music or like just you know phrasing a sentence or something like that like lcd sound system like james murphy can be quite uh verbose which is quite like i guess that is kind of one way of describing your kind of uh vocal style with pale rivers like i don't know would they be more, almost more of an influence yeah probably especially like yeah i became kind of a synth nerd and uh yeah. just through, just through uh um after coming into lcd sound system well like a few things like growing up when i was a teenager i was really into like rock music and like like stuff when like the strokes were around or whatever i would have been a big strokes fan but yeah stuff like um lcd and like uh tame impala and like the third i remember people don't really like it too much but like the third yeah yeah yeah's album got me into synths and stuff and then like tame yeah sorry tame impala some really cool synths going on there um but lcd would have definitely got me into it um i bought like a, an old juno 60 i don't know if you know those but i got one of those and just got sucked into it and from there obsessed okay so let's go back to kind of the start you're in another band called super blondes oh yeah yeah um a couple of years ago from from tipperary uh, what was kind of the transition from super blondes to pale rivers um that was things just kind of changed naturally in terms of how we were writing stuff it just started to sound like drastically different and did it coincide with this uh growing synth phase I guess it did. Um, although I was I was into it by then, but like yeah, I like I like both things. But just yeah, I suppose you just kind of grow up a bit and like things. You know, people change. <laughs> yeah, the stuff like the songs just kind of the sound of everything just kind of gradually changed and became this different thing. So it didn't really make sense for it to have the name when the old name was like you know two guitars, bass drums. Um, and also, like, the bass player moved. He moved. He lives in America now. And so there was kind of a change of cast a bit. Um, so I think it just made sense a bit because everything was so different. Is that the Was that the only um, lineup change, kind of just the bass player? Well, now it's completely different. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, like... Yeah, now it's totally different. So there was, like... That kind of happened, and then we started doing things. There was, like, me and Dave and Dylan. And then um, there's Alex on drums now, who wasn't there before, and Jura playing bass now, who wasn't there before. So it's a fairly different band now. I was talking to um, two of the lads from O Emperor 
recently for the last podcast as people are listening to it and like they're breaking up you know this, they're releasing their final album jason and then they're calling it quits and i was just thinking like oh maybe maybe owen has some advice you know like for a band kind of uh coming to an end do you ever feel like i mean you went straight into pale rivers i suppose so like yeah you do i guess you don't really miss it that much i didn't even notice it to be honest uh it was the other lads in, in super plans are gonna be hearing that and they're just gonna be like oh well I, I kind of i don't mean that sounds so heartless <laughs> shit <laughs> no i didn't even notice it because like it was kind of like a gradual thing between like people coming and going so you'd kind of just have to like deal with things like oh like we gotta sort this out sort this out and like also working on things and so in terms of that i didn't really yet like it don't don't think it really affected like uh us in general because we knew like we were focused on what was ahead anyways musically uh i think it's a total shame though that Owen are broken up because they are amazing yeah I, th- I think it's just um the logistics of it you know people are spread all over but they're all making they're all still making music in one form or another and uh the new album sounds amazing it's a good way to go out for sure what was the first single off that that was so cool so weird i loved it uh, uh song titles really aren't my i can't um, remember aren't my thing it's like it track, so good it's like track 11 on the album yeah 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 my housemate actually has one of their eps uh it's got like the green cover uh lizard lizard there's one song on lizard i'm terrible with song names as well but there's one song on lizard and it's amazing but if you play it at half speed it's mind-blowing <laughs> i got an album it was through um uh kind of like a vinyl uh you sign up and they send you kind of special vinyl and they sent me a tv on the radio album at half speed i was like what is the point of this okay now i just have to like change the speed of my of my record player now to listen to it like why would you why would you listen to anything at the wrong speed well i listened to that song at the wrong speed by accident but sometimes it happens when vinyls are pressed that can happen i think I think it was intentional, like, it was, oh, really? it was an intentionally, like, half-speed remaster. Maybe they had, like, the same thought that I had about the old Emperor. It still sounds better. <laughs> I don't know. Not that it sounds better, it was just super interesting. There's, like, a couple of, there's one Prince B-side that sounds sick <laughs> at half-speed, which um, Mr. K discovered and gulped maybe two years ago. But I remember just hearing that, and that was... Also crazy. Brendan was saying that the Lizard EP was probably like the thing he's most proud of in O Emperor. I was trying to give them some praise, you know, I was saying like, you know, you've had such a big influence on the people in Cork. Like, I don't know, would you take any influence from them? Like we were speaking about LCD sound system and talking heads and stuff. But I guess like stuff closer to home can almost be more of an influence. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I just always thought like they're they're just crazy talents seeing them it's kind of just yeah they're like i would watch those guys and i would just be kind of in awe of their like first of all like super good songs but just like technical ability off the scales as well which is which is cool um but there's so many good you're kind of right yeah there's there's a lot of cool music that's closer to home i guess in a way you kind of don't really consider you just kind of listen to it i think maybe in you listen to it and you're like, oh, that's that's super cool. That's really good. And sometimes it's like, whoa, I can't like like that that song off the the Lizard EP and that single from the new 
new album, I was like, that's crazy that that's like, you know, was like produced like down the road or whatever, which is cool. Was Super Blondes your first band? Uh, pretty much first serious one, yeah. Like I'd been in other bands growing up, nothing really. Did it feel like a learning curve? Like you feel like, okay, now on to like the next thing, Pale Rivers. I know kind of what we need yeah. to do and you kind, you've kind of figured it out by now. Yeah, I think so. I was. We had one band before that as well called Maslow, which is a terrible band name. But uh, <laughs> well, we got some steep learning curves through that because um, we were very young. And we had some like opportunities at the time, but we definitely did not go about them the correct way. What kind of opportunities? Uh, we just like toured a bit. Like we got played in, we got selected for this festival in Toronto. Went over there. We we were there with like Fred. Do you remember oh, them? Oh, class. Was, I like, love Fred. Fred. Yeah, they were Great brilliant. Cork band from like 10 years ago. Yeah. Joe run, the front man Joe now runs. Leaves oh, his ballad yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't been down there. But um, yeah, Fred were there and like Walter Mitty and the Realists. You remember those guys? And another band, Vestavaro. I don't remember them. I remember Walter Mitty, who apparently I think are still going in Limerick. Walter Mitty, I don't think so. No, I know those dudes. Walter Mitty and the Realists. I'm sure my friend was talking about them recently enough. Oh, you know, I think they did. I think it was the drummers, Paul. As I know, um, I would have played in a another project with Paul who was the drummer and Walter Mitty I think he had like I think it was his birthday and all the guys were there so they I think Niall lives in London now they were an amazing live band but so we went over to Toronto and we we're all playing at this um like uh, industry showcase week there and uh yeah we were just young bucks partying too much <laughs> so that was the learning curve it was like oh we we shouldn't party so much when it's like a, a showcase definitely yeah 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 but it's also like you know what i mean you're like 18 and yeah we just didn't really have the experience or the know-how to be like we we're just kind of planted in this situation and we just yeah definitely it was more like treated more so as a holiday i think with like gigs included but we did like another cool thing with that band we played we did like like a cultural exchange through um the junction festival in clamel with this band from malawi and they came over to ireland and we formed like one big super band thing um so we played here and then we went over there to malawi yeah wow which was crazy cool so we played there and we played like a bunch of festival gigs there which were insane and then played like a bunch of like club gigs which were also insane <laughs> which just but that was a cool experience so we had like that and then we had a we did really well there but we had like a manager with us who was probably an essential part of things when you're 18 <laughs> uh, and then in Toronto it was just like the three of us went over and why did, why did they break up? That kind of just gradually became Super Blondes. Oh, okay. So that was like the three of us and then uh, uh, Laurie and Kev joined then. And so uh, what was the plan with Pale Rivers? Did you like sit down with the guys and you were like, let's go in this direction. Let's try this thing. Like, was there a certain sound or idea that you wanted to try and capture? Um, with that, we, uh, we intentionally kind of like stopped playing uh, gigs and stuff um we had this kind of we had like a bunch of demos that were all 
like very very different stylistically to what we had done before so yeah we kind of just made a a plan to like just focus on writing stuff and then recording and we met like uh I did some work with uh or we all rather did some work with uh like Gavin Glass I wound up doing like the first Pale River stuff with him which is great what's he like to work with yeah super cool he's really uh really good he's such a he's a great musician he's really good for like ideas and really good at getting sounds like we kind of like to have some unusual guitar tones and stuff and just weird like background ambience which is always like the most fun of recording as well because it's just it's normally at the end you just put in all the crazy stuff which doing all that stuff with Gavin was super cool just having like three space echoes plugged into one another and like four people twiddling the knobs and then making crazy sounds um, but he's really good at like yeah sounds structure wise too he would be like you know we would have gone in and like some songs would have needed some editing I guess uh, and he definitely helped with that which is important for a producer is, is, is it easy enough to take like ideas from someone like that you're not like stubborn and thinking like no the song is fully formed what are you talking about yeah I think it is easy that can vary because sometimes like you can be tied to an idea you know like there can be certain things that you would just have a preference for and you wouldn't want anybody to touch them but then you kind of have to especially net like I'm way more open to it now than I would have been when I was a lot younger I think but uh now I kind of think it's worth exploring everything I mean if if somebody's there and you're you're working with someone on something and they have an opinion it's probably worth seeing that what happens because if it's better than the original thing then then it's better for everyone and if not you still have the original thing you know and so like you recorded was it three tracks with them they put out kind of over over the first year or so yeah we put out three one two three four no four four with him um we recorded a bunch of other stuff but it just wound up not getting finished um but we did those four that we put out we're really really happy with what happens to the other stuff is that just kind of there like uh we'll, we'll go back to it at some point maybe yeah i think so definitely some of them i think was just like the performances we just or the some of them were are definitely cool will definitely be revisited actually one of them actually the first song on the ep montparnay was one of them that we had originally done with gavin but we just didn't hit the nail on the head that time i sent uh like a demo of it to owen lewis who produced the ep and he just yeah he really liked that song so we that's kind of what stemmed working with him and steve on the ep was was that one song he wanted to do a song with us and we already liked that song but we all felt like the the recording that we had of it was not right you know so we we're like why don't we try see what happens with this song with these guys and and go from there and it was super cool recording that with uh with Owen and Steve we kind of went in with like we had like a, a new structure put together and then we got to the studio and like just completely abandoned that structure and just went hog wild for two days what was the structure that he had and that kind of uh changed um we had like different drum parts and we had different um the drums are totally different 
a lot of the synth sounds were different. The vocal vibe was very different. Uh, it was all very different. <laughs> and when was it? Uh, when did you record the EP? So we did that one, I think, the summer before last. Because Owen and Steve live in Nashville. So they flew over here. Uh, Owen's from Ireland, so he's got family over here. So he was over visiting family. And um, we just recorded that song with like a view to doing more. So we recorded that by itself. And then last summer we did the rest just kind of in one week. Yeah, we recorded in one week and then we did a couple of add-ons and stuff like at my parents' house and things like that. What's the uh, creative process? Like, how do you guys uh, work on a song? A lot of the times, it's like a couple of us would work on like a demo, like kind of working on make these kind of like rough demos to like sketch out like parts A and B and have kind of ideas, certain sets of ideas for like melodic ideas or things like that. And then the five of us would get together and work on it and like form it again and then if we're getting ready to like record it we'll probably record another demo with the parts as we do it and then most of the time from my experience you meet like a like doing the ep like we had everything except for icefield we had pretty much structured and it all they all just kind of changed or like just developed further once once we started once we got into a room with Owen and Steve you know things changed a lot like Cotton It was like the beginning of that song Cotton It was like total improv session I guess on like this little VSS voice sampler which is pretty cool but that was like the beginning of that song was completely different to what it turned into which is kind of one of the most enjoyable things about doing songs with Owen and Steve was because they're open or they they have like interesting ideas that I would have not thought of or I think the guys you know we wouldn't have considered it and they would just be like oh why don't you like cut everything out and just play that weird vocal sound you have on that one keyboard or something you know um and that can just turn into something far more unusual and cooler I hope and like with five people in a band is it kind of like a lot of kind of push and pull give and take or is it just kind of like you know one or two people are kind of the leaders of the band and they're like this is the fine this is the decision or, or is it like totally democratic is it is it kind of like a slower more democratic process yeah well like what do you mean like in terms of like um parts and like mixes yeah and just like that? just like writing and creating a song sure yeah 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 i think that kind of that kind of goes both ways you know if somebody feels strongly about something like i was saying you should probably hear them out if they if they want to explore something specific, which like I would hope you know people would have the same patience with me too if I want to find out if something is worth pursuing or not. So in that sense, yeah, I think so for sure. Everybody kind of brings certain things to the table that maybe you know each other person wouldn't. When when you kind of set out to record it, were you thinking that it would be an album or did you always know it was going to be like a four-track EP? No, we kind of knew that would be that would be an EP or like just four singles, you know. We didn't really give it too much thought, but the only real thought that we had doing it was we just want to do something that is, you know, hopefully that we're, that we think is good. Um, and at the end of it, Actually, I think it was Owen Lewis that suggested it be an EP, actually. 
we kind of just wanted to do we just had like you know this idea for songs that sounded a certain way and we just focused on pursuing that and then once they were done we're like oh it's an ep are you pushed about doing an album or are you kind of like uh just happy to take it as it comes sort of thing um i would definitely be happy to just take things as they come right now i don't know how like releasing an album for an independent band is tricky to say the least i think you know you want to get like the most legs out of it that you can which i'm not sure that like we <clears throat> that we would be able to do right now where we are so i don't think it would really make sense for us to do an album right now just yeah the way things are with music it's kind of weird it seems to be like a lot of power for singles and things like that i would love to do an album but i just feel like maybe just not yet but definitely yeah, I th- I, th- I think the album is kind of like the definitive statement of a band, you know, like once once your debut album comes out, it's like, this is what you are now. Yeah, that's very true. I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Pale Rivers is now. Yeah. What, what kind of like obstacles are you talking about in terms of an independent band? Is it just like the cost of actually going into studio and like recording it and then like actually physically releasing it? Yeah. If, if you even need to physically release it. Yeah definitely it's like the just it's a big expense like we're fortunate uh in what we're doing right now that like steve and owen are kind of like ghost members of the band almost so there's no like everybody's in it for the same reason uh which helps in terms of uh expense and things like that but to do an album yes it would be expensive and like if we did an album i would want a physical copy of it which is also hugely expensive so like what plans do you have for like the next year sort of thing are you looking that far ahead or are you just kind of like we just released our ep you know we'll just uh you know savor this for a while we yeah no we're already planning the next stuff right now we're just got doing some gigs and stuff like that um and then putting plans together for like next year we're doing more recording and stuff with um Owen and steve again uh so we're just writing all that stuff at the moment and then next year i think we're looking at like maybe like late spring for the next thing so whatever that will be i don't really know yet and just for future reference like do you mind because like whenever i'm writing about uh, pale rivers on on my blog or whatever i'm talking about e do you care like cork band tipperary band like does it matter tipperary slash cork band i don't really think so it's just like when we started we were like based here and like we're like rehearsing in the print shop and stuff and i like had a studio there r.i.p i know so once that got shut down it's like impossible to find uh places to rehearse and stuff around cork or places to rehearse that are kind of nice to rehearse in at least you know so i don't really mind the cork tipperary thing we're all from tipperary but like i live in cork alex lives in cork i don't know I was going to ask you, like, how you feel about Cork at the moment. Like, I mean, mentioning the print shop, you know, does kind of bring back, you know, memories of 2013, 14, 15 sort of thing. It probably wasn't even open that long. Do you think Cork is in a good place, kind of venue-wise, music-wise? Because it seemed like it did kind of go through a little bit of a period after, like, the PAV closed and things. But it seems like it's okay now, right? I think so, yeah. It seems to be quite a bit going on now which is cool i think that there should be more like spaces for musicians to work out of though around cork i think that's like a crying shame 
but the like the music coming out of Cork and there's I think there's a lot to be said for that. There's there's some very cool stuff. Mm-hmm. 